Hello and welcome to bonus episode number 28 of the Book Wars pod. I think I speak for all of us when I say that this is probably the first time in the course of making this podcast that we've not wanted to record an episode, but like, cause this is all right. We're, we're releasing. I, I like, I have no words for what is going on in this country right now because holy fucky fuck. Um, so we're recording this on June 1st. We're dropping it tomorrow, June 2nd. Um, as y'all probably know, a week ago, um, George George Floyd was murdered by police officers in Minneapolis who just decided that kneeling on someone's neck is a correct way to restrain a person and doesn't affect their breathing at all. A person who was in handcuffs already. Yes. Just, you know, as 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 the cops unfortunately fucking do. So, um we wanted to put together an episode um just giving y'all some resources for um, helping out the black community um, who are who have been deeply hurting in this country since since before it was founded um, have been deeply hurting because of the COVID pandemic and are deeply hurting right now because even during a worldwide pandemic, cops just cannot stop themselves from fucking killing black people because they're great. Um, so, list of resources for you, some things for you to read. Um, and a little bit about why this should matter for a Star Wars podcast, um, aside from the fact that it should matter for everyone, because black lives should matter for everyone. But we live in America. (laughs) That's not happening right now. Uh, or ever. Um, so the first thing, um, uh, that, well, honestly, the first thing I want to address is the fact that um, there are four co-hosts on this podcast. Three of us are white. Three of us are queer women. I'm the only person of color. And, you know, speaking for speaking as um, an East Asian American woman, and you know, the rest the rest of rest of us being white people, every single one of us has benefited from white supremacy. Um, all four of us are complicit in um, the systems that uphold racism in the systems that are literally murder black people by the thousands every year. And, you know, there, there's, there's, I, 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 we don't speak necessarily for the black community because we could never do that. But, um, we are here to be accomplices and we are here to help you do the same. So, um, first thing we wanted to address is, um, protesting if you feel like you are um physically and emotionally able to show up um in places yeah and this is something that we wanted to address just because we know that people all over the country are hurting right now and even though black people pain is unique in its depth and the length with which they've been feeling it we are all hurting right now and We all want to do something about it. And the best thing you can do if you're able is protest. Some people aren't physically able. Some people aren't emotionally able. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. And some people are high risk. Uh, Unfortunately, that is happening to a lot of people who want to go and can't. If you can go, if you are not black, there are rules that you need to follow. 
your behavior always needs to be centering black people. You should never be the center of attention in any way. Your role is not to lead chance. Your role is not to co-opt chance led by black people for black people. For example, if there is a whose streets, our streets chant, you should never say that they are your streets. You should be silent. You can support, you can witness, you can march and fight with without co-opting the messaging of black protesters to center yourself. Under no circumstances, moving on to point number two, should you destroy anything as a non-black person, period. Now, that is not to say that things should not be destroyed. I think I speak for all of us when I say that property is replaceable and human lives are not. And the completely justified anger that the black community is feeling right now and uh, the way that they've been treated throughout American history is it is completely justified however these protests manifest and however their emotions manifest and there is no justification for rather they are completely justified and there is no justification for thinking ill of them or and calling people rioters or looters because that's not what's happening however if you're not black you need to understand that you cannot be part of the destruction if you destroy things black people are the ones who will pay the consequences they are the ones who cops will continue to victimize they are ones who will be blamed both fiscally and uh, criminally for your actions and we look around the country and in cases of what the media is calling rioting and looting it seems like at least 80 percent of the time those actions are instigated by white people whether well-meaning or not or cops who are instigating it so that they can attack people afterward uh this is all documented do not be part of the problem. You are there to support and do what organizers and protest leaders ask you to do. The other thing that you should do, the only time where you should be, frankly, active and doing something in a leadership role. If there is a confrontation with police, it is your job as particularly as a white person, but also in many cases as a non-black person. It is your job to physically place your body between the police and black protesters. We have seen time and again in countless videos for years, police have no rules of engagement that call for restraint when it comes to black protesters. They tear gas people unprovoked. They use batons and tasers and rubber bullets unprovoked and black people die as Kate said, by the thousands every year for the way that police officers treat them universally across the country, every single city. And we've seen that to be especially true so far in these protests. Absolutely. Your job as a white person is to use your privilege. Use the fact that in most cases, police will not harm you, or at least they will be far gentler with you and... Uh, it will try and will try to de-escalate the situation. 
we see this in the case of mass shooters where somehow the white people always make it out alive. Whereas black people, when they've done nothing wrong and they're walking down the street, end up dead. As a white person, put your body on the line and put yourself physically between the police and black protesters to protect them with your body. As you do this, you should record everything on your phone. You should note out loud the date, time, and location that you're at and any names or badge numbers of cops that you can see. And when you're not recording, you should turn your phone off because cops can and will track you using that. You should also password protect your phone. Cops are allowed to force you to unlock your phone using face ID or touch ID. Uh, there is no law preventing them from doing so. There are laws preventing them from forcing you to put your password in. They are not allowed to do that. And when, well, cops do many things they're not allowed to do, just physically, if they don't have your password, there's only so much they can do to get into your phone. So password protect your phone. If you're posting photos or video, please, please, please blur out the faces of fellow protesters, especially protest leaders to protect them. A very, an extremely undercover story for the past several years is that many of the protest leaders in Ferguson around the Mike Brown protests in 2014 are dead. And they're not just dead of natural causes. They are, they are found hanging from trees in their cars, which have been lit on fire and police don't investigate and call it suicide and do nothing. And there is a very real, very supported fear that they are being targeted and murdered by police. Protect the people you're protesting with. Make sure that you are centering them without putting them at risk. That is your job as an accomplice. You think this shit only happens in movies, but no, this, it, it doesn't. It's it's just un-be-fucking-leavable. Um, the other thing you can do um, if you, well, if you can protest, and especially if you can't and you have the means, um, it, um, organizers have been saying that if you cannot show up to a protest, the most important thing you can do is donate money. That money goes directly to fund... Um, I almost dropped liquid all over my computer. Um, <laughs> goes directly to um, bailing out protesters who have been arrested by the police, um, distributing um, resources to communities who are um, especially hurting um, in, in um, economically um, due to what's going on. Um, Black Lives Matter, um, the national organization, has put together um, a website where you can just click on some links that'll lead you to places to donate. Um, I don't even know how to read this fucking URL. So, well, we're, we're going to post all these things in a list in the episode description. Um, Minnesota Freedom Fund is the local um, bail fund in Minneapolis. They have blessedly far exceeded their goal for fundraising, and they are currently asking people to... Um, redirect their donations to um, the Black Visions Collective and Reclaim the Black, which are both um, additional local black organizations in Minneapolis. Um, just to uh, add on to what Kate said, um, it's not just the bail funds in Minneapolis that are 
kind of overwhelmed with donations. Um, but a lot of them in a lot of cities have more money than they can use. Um, so other than some of the organizations that we're going to call out here, um, if you're looking to do something in a specific city or locally, um, look up mutual aid funds that are being boosted uh, by black people in your area. Um, that's another great place to put your money, um, especially in this time of uh, pandemic, um, because those uh, organizations are going to be able to help not only uh, with making sure protesters um, are as sort of well stocked as they need to be, but um, also helping those communities heal by giving them uh, other resources that have been cut due to the COVID-19 crisis. Um, so mutual aid funds are a, a great place to, um, to put that money if you do have some. Um, who put North Star Health Collective? I don't even know what that is. I found that on um, Minnesota Freedom Fund's website as another organization that they are directing funds to. Um, they are one of the um, collectives of medics who are assisting protesters when they are abused by police. Awesome. That's a great one. And um, so funds to them will go for uh, medical supplies, uh, things of that nature. Perfect. Um, I threw Campaign Zero on here. Um, that's a, a an organization co-founded by Duray McKesson, um, who uh, they so it's basically called Campaign Zero. So they're trying to end police violence in America, basically. Um, uh, so I'm just gonna kind of read a little bit from their website. Um, we can live in a world where the police don't kill people by limiting police interventions, improving community interactions, and insurance ensuring accountability. Um, so basically what they're focused on is actually doing research and policy research and seeing what will actually help and what will actually save lives. Um, so that is if you're kind of like a, a big policy person um, and you want to see, uh, you know, we all want to see systemic change. But um, if that's kind of where your heart is uh, around that um, particular thing, um, this is a, a great place to to donate. Um, and DeRay is a great resource generally as a, as a black man. And uh, he's, he is just a super incredible, smart guy who does things like co-found these organizations. So yeah. the other, so I'm sorry. No, just if you don't follow him on Twitter, on Twitter. Yeah. Go do that. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Just at DeRay. He's a fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a, a essential follow. Mm -hmm. yep. um, the only thing I would add to everything we just said is just two general rules of thumb for donating. Make sure you're donating to a black founded and run organization. Unless it's Sean King. Uh, that was rule number two. Do not give to Sean King. Uh, many people know that Sean King is a scam artist who is known for taking tens of thousands of dollars, raising that money, and then no one sees it ever again. Uh, some people don't know that. He has ingratiated himself with the white left and some uh, celebrities as well, both white and non-white. Uh, just because of his visibility on social media. It's unfortunate. Um, and I want, I 
you know, personally thank every day that people who showed me what Sean King was about because I was absolutely one of the white people who was fooled by it and fooled by his, you know, stop white supremacy in 10 easy petition steps bullshit. <laughs> and uh, so do research. Google Sean King in a fantastic article in, I want to say Daily Beast just came out about him last week about how there's tens of thousands of dollars in his tax returns that are unaccounted for. Uh, so that's rule number two. To go back to rule number one, give your money to black-led organizations. There are many white organizations that are well-meaning. So I can think of Surge standing up for racial justice, which is a white, kind of a white-led for whites telling them to, teaching them to be accomplices organization. They do great work. They say all of their funds go directly to black people. They don't take a cut. I have no reason to believe that's not true, but why not just donate straight to the black people? Because there's no reason white people should be touching your money right now. There's also many large nonprofits that talk about justice and are run by white people and do nothing. And those funds go to their board or to pay their salaries or to do media buys to earn more money. So just make sure that you're being smart and doing research about where you're giving your money. And that and it can be a local bail fund, it can be a national organization like Campaign Zero, but just make sure that we are supporting the black community specifically. Um, speaking of following black folks on Twitter, if you read some tweets or other kinds of social media posts by a black person and you learn something, fucking pay them money. Many of them have their Venmo or Cash App or whatever username in their social media bio. They don't put that there because they think it's funny. They put it there because you should fucking pay them. So pay them fucking money. Um, the other thing you should do with your with your you know available available cash if you've got any is to patronize black businesses especially local businesses um literally f to find them just pull up professor google who knows fucking everything put in the name of your like town or the nearest big city and and then black business and see what google spits back at you if you're looking for places to donate that are local um you could also just, like, fucking Google it. There is no reason for you ever, ever, ever to stroll up to black people on Twitter and ask them dumbass questions such as, how can I help my local community when you live in California and they live in Philadelphia? What the fuck? Why would they know that? Do you also, like, don't go up and ask them about their experiences with racism and shit like that. That's not for you. Like, you don't get to ask stupid questions. Anyway, Google knows everything. It'll literally take you 30 seconds if you're a slow typer. And yeah, go th throw your money at black businesses. Um, Alright, so the other thing we want to talk about. Um, hey, Kate, can yes. I throw something in about the black businesses again? Of course. Um, so there are a lot of, I assume this is the same for other cities, because I live in Portland, which is generally considered to be a very white city. Um, it was built on white supremacy, fun fact. It sure was. Woo! But I, I googled this, I said, black business Portland, and there was a fucking website that had this whole ass list 
Like, you don't have to go clicking through links. It takes 15 seconds. It's the easiest and least thing you could do. Yeah, it literally took me, like, five seconds earlier today when I was like, I am a piece of shit and need to order food. Black-owned eateries, Portland, Oregon. And then I put that on Twitter and retweeted it. Look, it's so easy. (laughs) Like, it's fucking... Anyway... Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, other things we want to talk about were, are things um, that you can read to get yourself educated about racial issues, um, especially if you're a white person, so that you don't have to go on Twitter and ask black people stupid ass questions. Um, again, this list is um, a lot of books and articles are mainly fo- focused um, toward a white audience, um, but. You know, if you are like me and you are um, a racial minority who is still in a position of relative privilege, couldn't hurt for you to read these as well. So have at it. We put um, a ton of uh, suggested and required reading on this list, um, and we're not going to read it to y'all. But it's a nice compilation of just stuff that we've read and stuff that is in our to-be-read pile. Um, If you are going to purchase any of these books, order them from your local indie bookstore, as we always say. Um, and if they, if there's one that's black owned that you can order from even better. Um, but yeah, if, uh, you feel like you, um, have some more educating to do for yourself. Um, and I think even, uh, folks who feel like they might be, pretty educated already are hopefully in the position where they think that they can use more education around this because we all can I think um put these on the top of your to read pile when you're uh maybe don't read them all at once that might be too much (laughs) but uh please do put them in your to read pile we'll um we'll put out a, a, a list of what we have here and then we have a few compilations that we use the Google machine to find. Um, but yeah, I know right now I'm working through uh, Me and White Supremacy uh, by Layla F. Saad. Um, and it basically started as like an Instagram campaign challenge thing, weirdly. Um, and then it turned into like a workbook. Um, and now there's like a book and audiobook to go with it as well so just shout out to that's that's the one that i'm currently reading um but there's a ton of stuff on this list that's like by black authors there's tons of stuff on this list that's like um if you're looking for something specific like i want to know more about the history of this thing um this part of fucked up white u.s bullshit um there's a lot of that on here, but there's also a lot of like, this is a resource for if you want to be a less horrible white person complicit in the systems you're benefiting from. So, yeah, cool. And like Kristen said, um, no matter where you think you stand on being informed, um, you're wrong and can read more. Um, and I think this section of the podcast talking about these books 
is especially important um, because it's really easy for people to be like, we stand with black people and, you know, the kind of the the empty, like, people are people statements. Oh, but, me. like, it's it's just so important to actually be informed, like, about how we got to this place. Because that surface level, um, you know, faux, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Performative. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's the performative, the <laughs> um, like, allyship mm-hmm. with, you know, black people in America. Like, you don't get a fucking gold star for that if you, and unfortunately this is something that is not really taught in America because white people have whitewashed the shit out of history but like you can control this now you can read the history again don't go to black people on Twitter and say hey what should I read look at this list google books about racism 10 seconds and you can find something to educate yourself so that you can be better equipped to uh, support black people especially now you can even Google, like, if you're a white person and you want to specifically look for things that are like, me, as a white person, what should I read? Because we love to put ourselves in the middle of things. Um, <laughs> you can literally Google essential reading for white people about race in America. And there's just, like, a whole last list that'll come up. It's like other people have done this before because white people won't stop asking yeah, and the only thing I would add is just because Google is Google and can also pull shit up like Hillbilly Elegy, which is trash. Um, like, look up how, like, being anti-racist and, though like, being an accomplice. These are the terms that you want to use because these are the terms that black organizers and black leaders use when it comes to what they need from white people. Yeah, and again, look for black authors on this. Yes. Like, I don't need to go out as a white person and buy a book by a white person about how to be a white person standing next to this. That that does fucking nothing. Like, there's so many books out there by black authors, and I think that's hopefully most or all of our list um uh i'm not familiar with everyone but like this is going to the source this is giving money back to um the black folks who are putting this effort in to write these books and like a lot of these are kind of you know focused on what we can do as white people again 10 second google search if you're not sure it's that easy. It's yeah. am- amazing what Google can find for you these days, you know? It's astounding. Um, is there anything else anybody wanted to specifically call out? I feel bad for just plugging the one that I'm currently reading, so I wanted to see if anybody else had... I mean, all of these are fucking great um, looking at this list, but... I would highlight just to... Um, you know, speaking of going back to the source, um, on this list is The Fire Next Time by um, the late, great James Baldwin, um, which 
Um, having read this one, it is astonishing and disheartening how little has changed in this country um, since he wrote this. Um, as a response to, as a modern response to The Fire Next Time, Jessamyn Ward, who um, is a black novelist and essayist, uh, curated a collection of essays by a number of people, which is called The Fire This Time. Um, again, highly recommend that. Um, Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, has um, a, an incredible um, bibliography of books that you, books and articles that you should read. Um, Want to highlight here um, the case for reparations. Um, you probably um, know his book Between the World and Me, but this is a great way to follow that up and figure out how to a little bit more about what solutions can look like. Um, I've heard good things about White Rage by Carol Anderson and White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. Um, and the last thing I w would highlight here is uh, The New Jim Crow um, by Michelle Alexander, which talks about mass incarceration, which is currently um, the U.S.'s only legal form of slavery, basically. So, yeah. Read up. Um, let your despair turn into action. And um, there's, as we said, there's always more to learn. So keep an eye out for um i i have no doubt that there are going to be a number of books and articles that emerge from this time period that we should be paying attention to um aside from those things um the new york times uh has released the 1619 project um 1619 referring to the date that the first um african slave was brought to u.s soil um there's a number of essays and long-form articles uh, available on the New York Times website, as well as a podcast. Um, you're trapped inside and need to clean out your closet. Need more podcasts? Listen to this one. Um, third, it, it also just won a Pulitzer Prize just a few weeks ago. Yes, yes. Good, good highlight. Um, 13th, referring to the 13th Amendment, is a documentary um, available on Netflix, directed by um, the inimitable Ava DuVernay. Please educate yourself about... Um, it's passage and also just the ways that white people have absolutely gutted it because holy fucking fuck. Um, somebody want to talk about police unions? Yeah, I put all this shit on here. Thanks. Um, this is all courtesy of uh, DeRay stuff. Um, he was on a podcast that I just happened to listen to today when I was trying to cram things into my brain in a healthy way. Um so uh even though they use the word uh union uh police unions are not like labor unions um i'm gonna kind of be paraphrasing uh yeah it was just a right on pod save america today so go listen to that if you want to listen to a good interview with him um but uh he eloquently said that or aptly i should say um that police unions aren't like labor unions they're uh, more comparable to like the nra um in that they're special interest lobbyists basically um and they uh they're only there to protect police officers and they're only there to keep police officers from being held accountable for their actions um 
So, and this is something that's come out since 2014. There have been independent studies um, looking at the before and after effects of uh, different police departments unionizing. Um, the three independent studies um, that have come out since 2014, uh, totally unrelated to one another, um, they've shown the only effect uh, that happens when um, police departments unionize is they kill more people. So uh, keeping police unions from unionizing is one of the only kind of unionizing efforts that we are <laughs> vehemently against on this Lit podcast. Literally. <laughs> like, this is the only time um, you will ever hear us say that unions are bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I hate that they even get to use the word unions because they're not labor unions. Yeah, um, I mean, they're terrorist organizations. They're local terrorist organizations is yeah. what they are. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there's a there's a bill in Congress right now that even a lot of like democratic um leaning folks and like you know purely democratic uh representatives are are voting yes on cuz I I think it's got like some bullshit community safety name. Um but it's uh it's HR 1154. Um and it will make it easier uh for police unions to uh to happen basically. Um, it makes it so that, uh, if there were laws around police, uh, police not being able to unionize, um, that this would supersede that. Um, so one thing that we can all do is call our reps, even if you're in a blue state and you think your rep is on the right side of this, um, call your reps and tell them to vote no on HR 1154. Yeah. Especially if you're in a blue state. Yep call your rep um you know and this is i just watched uh 13 the other day and this is something that was really stressed this kind of bill is very much a bipartisan thing you know everybody is trying to go out there and be the law and order candidate with law and order of course being um it's not performative language but like kind of a thinly veiled uh, thing for like we're going to arrest a lot of fucking people and because of the systemic racism built into our institutions that's mostly going to be black people yep I mean uh, terms like law and order community safety all of those are just watchwords for um, racist tactics um, excuses for racist tactics There, there is no reason why we need police at all in this country um because all that police all the police departments are are modern day slave patrols um and another thing that they probably didn't tell you in history class is how modern police forces literally evolved from uh the people that who used to be hired to catch runaway slaves um so yeah there's just because we are told that police protect us Obviously, that's not true, and police are good under absolutely no circumstances because they emerged literally from the seeds of our country's greatest evil. So, and that's that. I just want to stress, these aren't, like, spurious accusations we're making. These are documented truths. Like, there are interviews and written documentation from politicians, from local leaders, for decades talking about what their department's goals are talking about how they are messaging to secure the white vote 
and like the this this is not conspiracy theorizing which i know we all know but i feel like a lot of white people have a lot of trouble with well you know i just i don't like all these conspiracy theories and we can't can't we all just get along no literally this is a concerted effort for the past 200 plus years to disenfranchise and assault black americans and it's and it's all provable and it's all been proven and again a simple google search will find it no we can't all get along because we stole this land from people who lived on it with the help of forced labor so until those debts are remedied and rectified no we can't all get along um we mentioned earlier in this episode um that just alarming numbers of black people are killed by police every single year um according to al jazeera 7,666 black people were killed by police between 2013 and 2019 um in may 2020 alone and this is not even taking into account all the folks who have been um judicially murdered by police in in this past year this is just in may um there were a number of black folks who um whose names haven't even necessarily been popping up um on social media who were killed by police um sean reed was 21 years old and he was killed in indianapolis gregory howe 37 in deltona florida Robert Johnson Jr., 29, in Essex, Maryland. George Floyd, last Monday, 46 years old, in Minneapolis. Tony McDade was a 38-year-old trans man who was killed in Tallahassee, Florida. And um, being that we have entered Pride Month, let us not forget that we get to celebrate Pride because black trans women started this movement um long before anyone else bothered to get off their asses dave mcgaty was 53 and killed in louisville and just this past weekend james scurlock 22 was shot by a white supremacist in omaha nebraska during a protest and that guy was not charged the reason why we have to care about this aside from the fact that you should care about people, period. Um, why should we care about this as a Star Wars podcast? Because we are not innocent of engaging in racist action. Maybe no one from the star- from the like loud ass Star Wars community has gone and you know murdered a black person, but certainly we have um, committed crimes against um, non white individuals. Um, Fandom Menace, Chase Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley, fucking crap, I can never say her name, off of social media um, several years before they also chased Kelly Marie Tran off social media. Um, but I th- if looking back on it, I think we can remember exactly what kinds of awful vitriol were leveled at Kelly Marie Tran based on her race, her appearance, her weight, her age. It was so much worse than what Daisy Ridley went through and what Daisy went through was terrible. Um, Rebel Force Radio is a podcast that is somehow still in fucking existence. 
Um, it is co-hosted by two white dudes who just are horribly racist and dis- dismissive of anyone who is not like them. And yet, uh, Star Wars creators and uh, actors continue to appear on their podcast. Kat Tabor and James Arnold Taylor were on last, just last week. And Sam Witwer um, is on all the fucking time. Numerous fucking times. Um, Jason Ward of Making Star Wars, which is for a long time um, one of the places where people who are interested in leaks and spoilers and all those sorts of things, that was the source that they went to, um, just decided to show his entire ass that he's a fucking pedophile. But um, in addition to that, he's but long before that, um, he had a history of racism and misogyny, and it for whatever fucking reason, it took uh, took uh, this fucking long when he was victimizing young white women for people to cancel him. Ridiculous. John Boyega, just last week, um, you know, he's always been um, uh, out outspoken on social media, and you know, God bless him that you know he's he's still trucking after everything that's happened to both him and his co-stars but just last week um posted a a tweet that was just i fucking hate racists which somehow became controversial because saying i hate racists is fucking controversial now absurd um carrie fisher is rolling in her urn she really is fucking i don't understand how star wars got her and uh and him to do star wars because they're outspoken and very good Mm -hmm. anyway yeah um nonstop, john boyega has been dealing with just a hate campaigns against him against him started by not just fucking randos but like Real, quote-unquote, real people, um, including white entertainment journalists like Lindsay Romaine, who writes for Nerdist, um, just riling up all of their white followers to just endlessly harass him. Fucking absurd. I don't even have... I, I'm, like, so angry thinking about it. Like, I can't even put words around it. Like, it was it was, it was, was ridiculous. Chris, you read some of those tweets last week, didn't you? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's just... The vitriol with which you know these quote-unquote mild-mannered why can't we all just get along white people respond when their views are challenged and when there's any implication that white people are the problem instead of just specific white people like donald trump or people who voted for donald trump are the problem it's ridiculous and they show who they are extremely quickly by how they respond and respond to and treat black people on twitter to be fair we do hate people who voted for donald trump oh no <laughs> sorry <scum and> <laughs> just to, wanted to make sure that was clear we hate most white people but we mo- but also the people who voted for donald trump <laughs> <laughs> including but not limited to um and speaking of people who are fairly prominent and known who are perpetrating racist action have been called out and decided to bury their heads in the sand and block people. Um, Chuck Wendig, um, he's at any time he's called, he's been called out by a person of color or a woman of color blocked. Um, 
I don't know if Delilah S. Dawson blocks people, but... Yeah, she does. She does? Great, cool. Well, she got called out for her racist depiction of Vi Marathi in Black Spire and blocked a bunch of people because she's swell. And um, just this past weekend, Taika Waititi did a bad thing and tweeted uh, just criticizing the riots this weekend. Um, just Yeah, that basically- hurt. Yeah, just basically policing how people should, quote-unquote, quote how people should protest, the right way to protest. Um, just the the depths to which, I mean, we all we all love Taika um, for what he's created, but this just goes to show the, the depths to which white supremacy reaches. Like, it is in all of our brains, no matter what we look like or who we are. Um... And yeah, no, it is, it is, it is our job and it is our challenge to address and undo the ways that society has indoctrinated us into these systems. Um, so things you can do um, in the Star Wars community, follow Star Wars What Matters. Um, a lot of y'all know about this hashtag and this social media movement um, that um, was founded by um, a diverse group of Star Wars fans to push for increased diversity in the Star Wars franchise, both in terms of um, actual depictions of actors and also behind the camera. Um, other things you can do. Um, I had a disgusting hell of a time trying to find podcasts by Black and Latinx individuals in the Star Wars community, which tells me two things. Number one, that I'm fucking stupid and I need to follow and I need to diversify my following. Um, and number two, we have not created space for um, creators of color to have these platforms. Um, and frankly, a lot of these people don't feel safe um, producing a podcast because they don't want to get doxxed by Nazis. And you not can't believe this fandom is a fucking nightmare. Yeah surprise um but um a few things that you a few folks that you can follow um scarets um at fourth wall on twitter that's at iv wall um produces the beyond the fourth wall podcast which is all about writing um and he just talked to um star Wars author zoraida cordova um about her writing process including what it was like to write um a crash of fate which is her star wars ya novel um, Zoraida herself has a writing podcast called Deadline City, which she hosts with Danielle Clayton, who is a fellow YA author and a black woman. Um, Katrina Dennis, a friend of the pod, at O Katrina, hosts, um, co-hosts Itubantha Tambien. Sorry, I can't pronounce things correctly because I'm literally stupid. Um, with that's, that's just the best name for a podcast. Isn't it so it good? So um, she and her co-hosts, um, at Maria Gisela on twitter um like katrina's um a, a latinx woman maria giselle is a black uh, is a black latinx woman go listen they are a delight um but why though is a podcast network dedicated to all kinds of nerd things um co-founded by kate sanchez um who is also a co-founder of star wars what matters so go give her all her entire network listen um nerds of color another podcast network for all things geeky um and all of her hosts are um diverse in some manner and um 
Last we will last but absolutely not least, we will mention Starships, um, which is hosted by Celestial Intent, who is a Latinx woman, friend of the pod, a fucking delightful human being. Um, this is a podcast about um, shipping, as in romantic relationshiping and platonic, I guess you know whatever any kind of shipping you want um, in the Star Wars universe, and it's just like a blast. And Adriana is. One of the most lovely human beings I have ever come across on the hell site that is Twitter. And y'all should listen. There's also KanjiCast on our own parent network. Yeah, also... I mean, our many Tashi, Tashi Station, Station yes. <laughs> not not to be Not to be too self-pluggy. Yes. But um, I'm just... There's a lot of... Uh, I but yeah, contributors. Every... Brian Larson. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kristen. I was just going to say, I believe every podcast on our network has at least one person of color, which is an insanely low bar. And yet here we are mentioning it. Yeah. yeah As yeah. the token Asian on this fucking podcast. <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, contributors uh, and co-founder Brian Larson, Bria Lavornia, who is also managing editor. Jay Shaw is on the ConjaCast. Um, there are, I think, other contributors to other podcasts that i cannot call to mind right now but again where you put your clicks and your downloads and your listens has an impact and it has an impact on how you view the world and on what posts get promoted in people's algorithms Yep, and if there's some things we, if there's anything we've missed here, I'm sure there is because it's three white people. Um, if there's anything we've missed here, uh, please do tweet at us, DM us, whatever, uh, however you feel most comfortable, so that we can uh, call out our own shit. That's uh, if you feel comfortable doing that. It's not not your job, but it's always appreciated if it's something that uh, that you'd like to do to help us out and. Help us be better people and better citizens of this fuck shit. Um, and Kate keeps calling herself stupid, but she's not. And um, she, I just wanted to thank her specifically for offering to shepherd us through this since the other two people besides me are white and Kate has to deal with more fucking bullshit than probably the three of us combined easily. Um so just wanted to thank her for doing that, even though this is not her fucking job. But we have this platform, so we wanted to use it if for some reason you're still listening to the Book Force pod. And you know what? As frustrated and tired and disheartened and angry as I am, still nothing compared to black folks all across this country, including some of my friends who um, had felt compelled they they could because they had to because their lives are literally on the line to go protest in Denver at the Capitol building and put themselves at risk of COVID because y'all can't stop killing black people. Um, I just want to end with it quick. Um, I've I've as I should been trying not to talk very much in this podcast and not to interject. I do want to as a very privileged white man talk to other white people for a second because we know that much of our listener base is white and you know much of the fandom is white uh, you know that's that's it's un 
we need to do a better job of reaching out to people and being more inclusive in our content as well. But mo much of our listener base is white. Much of our listener base, probably our entire listener base, if you're still listening at this point, is left-leaning. If not outright, you know, completely liberal, socialist, what have you. We need, as white people, to look at ourselves and look at our family. You, I guarantee you, you, me, every single white person, every day, you are doing something that ranges from suboptimal to problematic to outright racist. And you don't mean it. And also, no one cares if you meant it. Because it's harmful. And it hurts people physically when you do that. And part of part part of how we can start to fix everything that's broken in this country is if somebody comes up to you and says hey that was offensive or hey i really didn't appreciate how you did x just accept it sit with it think about it don't use your white tears to make them feel bad about you don't make yourself the victim don't try and tell them what you meant. They know what you meant. White people have been doing this to them for their entire lives. They know what you meant to say. That was air quotes. That's not helpful on a podcast. Sorry. Um, <laughs> don't make it about you. Say, I appreciate you telling me I, you didn't have to do That's not your job to do that. And I really appreciate it. And I want to sit with that and learn from it. And then leave them alone. Please do not speaking as a person of color and i don't speak for all people of color but uh best advice that i i've seen is please do not put yourself prostrate at my feet weeping upon them and washing them with your tears and your hair or some shit i don't need that because then that's called i have to manage your fucking emotions yep which is not my damn job because you're the one who hurt my fucking feelings bitch um and the second thing is you can't promise that you're never going to do some bullshit like that again. Whatever the hell bullshit you did. That is not a promise that you can make. Because this is a continuous journey for all of us, myself included, to undo um, what racism has done to you, every single one of us. But you can say that you can do, that you will try, you will, you will try to do better. And then actually fucking do better. As Chris said, sit there. Think about things. Actually think about things. I'm just like kind of think about it and then cringe and then not think about it because you're like, you feel you feel guilt or whatever. You should feel guilty. So sit with it. But you should not make other people aware that you feel guilty. Yes. Like, they know. And here is the other, quote unquote, harder one. The so-called Thanksgiving conversation. <laughs> all of us have family members. All of us white people, I should say. Have family members who are less educated on racial justice, who are flat out racist, who are, as people like to say, from a different generation. We all have them. We all love them. They are our families. If you are not at every opportunity talking to them about these issues, about these protests, about George Floyd and why the entire system of policing needs to be abolished. If you are not taking every opportunity to talk to them and explain to them and help them find resources, because it is your job to help them Google it as a white person. 
then you are part of the problem. We are no longer and arguably should never have been in a society where it is okay for you to not talk about things because they are uncomfortable. It is also uncomfortable for the thousands of black people who are killed every year. No one cares if your grandpa is mad at you after Thanksgiving dinner. You are their family. You are the only one who they listen to. They don't listen to random people on the internet. When you tweet platitudes to your following, which in most cases is not very big, and I do, and I do this too, myself 100% included in here, you're preaching to the choir, or if you're not, they're ignoring you. You're not helping anybody change their mind. It is your responsibility to talk to these people about these issues. If you do not, you are the problem. You are contributing to the continued assault and murder of black people in our society. We are past not talking about uncomfortable topics. So if in addition to all the immediate things that we talked about at the top of this podcast, if we leave you with anything, learn to be uncomfortable and start talking to people. If you're uncomfortable, it probably means you're doing it right. Yeah. Also go also, to therapy. Also go to therapy. Also, who's comfortable when they talk to their family anyway? I want to be a part of your family. Dude. <laughs> ah, and on that sad note. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the most humorous thing we said all podcast. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Thank you, Kate, for taking on the burden and the emotional labor of leading us through this discussion and for putting up with us. Uh, Y'all suck. Eat my ass. Thank you to I our listeners. <laughs> uh, thank you to our non-white listeners for always sticking with us and helping us be better, even though that is not your job. Thank you to our white listeners for hopefully listening and trying to internalize this. Uh, we will be back to our regular programming of reading books um, with mostly a normal schedule. Can y'all still hear me? I can no longer hear myself. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we will be back to a normal schedule. Um, we will be keeping the current events and the protests across the country against police brutality at the top of our social media feeds. And if there are any updates that we uh, feel need to be discussed, we'll be talking about them. But we also believe that people find joy in listening to podcasts and not to inflate our egos enough to think that we bring people joy we don't yeah no just we, misery like again no. a step above mediocrity is mm -hmm. what we aim for no yes. one listens to this podcast no. to bring them joy that's um, yeah no, nobody should listen to this podcast that's, full stop it's true but if listening to podcasts is something that brings you joy finding joy in this time is the best motivator you can do you can have to do the hard things. And so we want to continue to keep the issues that matter at the forefront while still providing the shitty content that you desire. So we will be continuing with our reading. This week, we will be reading chapters five through nine of Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed. Uh, 
continue the conversation with us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Um, we're going to be tweeting and retweeting a lot of black voices, a lot of organizations that you can help. Uh, be a part of that discussion. If you have, if you want to talk about any of these issues or any of these resources, I am volunteering myself. Don't ask Kate. I am volunteering myself. I am happy to talk with anybody that wants to talk if they need advice for having hard conversations, for where to start with learning to become anti-racist. Uh, talk to us. Reach out to us. We are here. And by we, I mean myself. And if Kristen or Miranda wants to volunteer themselves, they are also women. So that is also not necessarily their job. Yeah, y'all can reach out to, to me. Um. And Miranda. Miranda. Um, I'm not good at advice. It's so. fine. I'm volunteering. <laughs> Proceed at your own risk. I mean, all you have to do is tell people, just fucking Google it. So that, so that is what I do. You can send them the let me Google that for you link. It's great. I love that link. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's great. Um, as you listen, we often ask for people to uh, give us money at Patreon or coffee. Don't do that this week. If you were going to, please give it to one of the organizations that we mentioned at the top. They need it far far more than us honestly if it's ever a choice between donate to us and donate to black people don't donate to us yeah on yeah yes um i don't have our usual thing up um we'll post pictures <laughs> of our pets because it's been a really fucking hard week for everybody and we all need some joy so we'll post <laughs> some good pictures i know we have one of pork chop in the hopper right now and Jasper's in the cone of shame, which is making him look extra cute. Oh, He's, the baby. I love his giant bone. It's perfect. So good. <sighs> that child. Um, our theme song is Whiz Bang uh, by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. We really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. We will be back with our normal content. And we really hope that you are taking this time in this horrible timeline that we are in as a country and as a world to try and make things better.